How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Sam. Today, we're discussing four of the Yankees' top prospects getting the nod for spring training. Now, you know, we've kind of discussed in the in, in the most recent past a lot of these prospects, what we think they're going to accomplish during spring training. Now, the Yankees dropped their 29 non-roster invites, and four of those guys are some of the top prospects in the organization. Obviously, Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, and another guy we want to discuss is Elijah Dunham as a potential solution in the outfield. Now, we know that left field's kind of up in the air center field after this season is undecided you know they may extend Harrison Bader we just don't know what they're going to do Aaron Hicks we don't view as a long-term solution of course they do have some really good young talent rising through the ranks and we're going to kind of give you guys some information on what we expect from these prospects in spring training and kind of what they're looking to prove right Jason Dominguez isn't going to be promoted right now they're not giving him this opportunity to get to the MLB right now they're getting him this opportunity to face off in a competitive environment against AAA to major league level talent and I think this is where we're going to see if he if he dominates and kick some serious ass, we know that he's going to translate well. We know that he's going to take that step forward, and he's been rising through the ranks incredibly fast. Um, we saw him last year go from Tampa to Hudson Valley to Somerset in one year, so that's pretty impressive. He's going to start this year in Somerset, probably get elevated to Scranton and uh, AAA, probably after a couple months, maybe two months or so. I could see him three months being elevated. So, you know, this is a really good situation for the Yankees. They have a lot of young talent rising through the ranks and showcasing tons of improvement. You know, we're going to talk about Austin Wells as a guy who saw some serious defensive improvement at the catcher position this past season, Sam. Before we dive into the good stuff, how are you today, my friend? I'm good, man. It's fun. It's, you know, it's really refreshing that we finally got some news as we just still just kind of anxiously wait for baseball season to start. I love football. Football's fun. Basketball's a good time. I'm like winning money on bets and stuff right now. But dude, I need baseball back in my life, man. I think we all do at this point. We're just kind of hanging around waiting. But it's really exciting to get this news with this young crop of guys that we're going to be able to see. Um, I think that really, out of these four guys, the only one that we could realistically see this year in the bigs would be Anthony Volpe, just because the other three I don't think we would see till the next year or so. But it's nice, man, because, you know, like you said, they're going to be in a, in a competitive environment. And, you know, especially with a guy like Volpe, who's going to be launched into really a position battle, the source top position between him and Oswald Peraza and Isaiah Conor-Falefa, we don't know what what they're going to end up doing to the shortstop position. But, yeah, it's nice because, you know, you, you're able to launch them into this setting with all the big league guys at camp. And, you know, there's 29 other guys. But these are really the four guys that we're really going to keep our eyes on because these are some of the most talented budding prospects out of the organization that we really kept out of trade talks, right? There were so many times that, you know, Dominguez's name and Volpe's name and even Wells' name has have been thrown into trade talks over the offseason. I know that, you know, they didn't want to trade Jason Dominguez for Luis Castillo because that's how much how highly they value a guy like Jason Dominguez and his future in the organization. So yeah, it's gonna be fun and I'm really excited to watch these young guys work, man. Too. So let's jump right into Anthony Volpe. As you said, the more realistic option to take that jump uh, to the MLB this year. And in fact, if he kills it in spring training, there's a chance that he gets promoted immediately and doesn't even go to AAA, uh, where he played, I think, 22 games last year. So, you know, the sample size is small. He started off his tenure in AAA with a six-game hit streak and then kind of got a little bit quieter um, in the middle portions. But he's the type of player that gets better with more experience, gets better with more reps. He needs time to assimilate. Um, and that's what happened to him last year in Somerset. Started out slow, had a pretty tough April, May, and then June comes around. He kicks some serious ass. July gets even better. You know, August was strong, and then September features with um, Scranton and has a, and has some decent games, notably the last month he had a home run, and uh, it, was, it was a big deal. So the Yankees have a lot to be excited about when it comes to Anthony Volpe. He should not be held down. And in my perspective, in my opinion, you know, 
this is this is a player who's nearly ready. He's 21 years old. He's almost 22. He's been proven he can dominate at every single level along the way. I think he starts out in AAA, but by the time June, July rolls around, I expect that he's going to get called up. Now, the question is, where is he playing, right? You have the third base position. Right now, you have IKF. You have Josh Donaldson. You got DJ LeMahieu, shortstop. You got IKF. You got uh, Oswald Peraza. Even Oswaldo Cabrera has been practicing there this offseason. Second base, Glaber Torres. You got DJ there if you need, and then Rizzo at first. So where does Anthony Volpe actually feature? Personally, I think the most likely scenario, if they're going to go that direction and they're ready to call him up and Oswald Peraza looks good, is second base. You know, I think second base is where he ends up taking over unless he looks really good at shortstop and they could do either or uh, with Peraza. And then, of course, that would kind of indicate that Glaber Torres is traded. So, you know, this is not – you're not going to put Glaber Torres on the bench. He has too much value. The Yankees are going to have injuries like every other team does, and they might need to reinforce a different spot. And that's where Glaber Torres' value may come into play. Um, but, you know, how long do you think it takes for Volpe to really – you know, showcase his talents before they're like, all right, you know, we're ready to promote you. And if he has a really good spring, do you think there's a chance that they elevate him immediately? So here's the thing with that is we didn't see Oswald Peraza come up until August last year. Same thing with Oswaldo Cabrera. So it's really hard for me to have faith in the Yankees to say, oh, hey, Anthony Volpe's killing it. Let's bring up this guy. Obviously, we all want to see this guy sooner rather than later, right? For me personally, I would love to see him on the opening day roster, but it's really tough to tell what the organizations are going to do just because of what they've done in the past. But I think you're kind of spot on with the June, July thing. I think that if he's killing it in AAA and if they, you know, if he gets set down, he's not on the opening day roster, then I think June, July would be a pretty solid timeline for him. Um, and then, you know, it's really interesting with the whole position battle thing, man, because we're, it's really a crowded infield at this point. And I would not be surprised if, you know, come that timeline, if one of those guys gets shipped out. I'm looking right at IKF. I think that that's a player that still, like, has some sort of value. You're only on, like, a $6 million contract. He can bring something to a team. Josh Donaldson's contract is obviously overinflated. And he's making a ton of money. But I think that, you know, you're right. If if Peraz is killing it at shortstop, I think that really Volpe will fill in at second base. And it's really tough to talk about what's going to happen with Glaber because Glaber is just a guy that's, you know, he's killed it over the past year, really improved off his 2021 season, and really just kind of booting him just because we have Volpe, Volpe just kind of seems unfair. But to a point, this is your guy. This is, you know, the prospect that you've been hyping up for so long. You didn't trade him for forever. You didn't sign one of the big-name shortstops for such a long time just because you had so much faith in this kid. So it's really tough to say what's going to happen between that with that position battle. But if Peraz is killing it, you kind of have to put Volpe at second base, man, because... This is the guy that they they kind of put their eggs all in the basket with this kid. So, yeah, I think second base would really be the perfect spot. And I'm thinking, like, June, July. I think that would be perfect for a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just give him a little bit of time in AAA to get his ground underneath him. And then, you know, then you promote him when he's ready and kind of can translate more efficiently. Uh, but looking at the second prospect here we have on our on our docket is Austin Wells. I'm a really big Austin Wells stand, man. I really like Austin Wells. He is a tremendous young talent. And having, and this is what Ryan and I discussed a couple of days ago, actually, having a offensive catcher, like you look at a JT Real Muto, um, some of the more like prominent names in the past, Austin Wells has that capability, right? If he can really take a big step forward at the, at the catcher position defensively, which he did last year, he reduced his past balls and uh, reduced like kind of every and the caught stealing percentage went up significantly. Like he looked a lot better, and that justifies giving him more um, of a role in terms of moving him to the outfield or, or first place, whatever other position he can play. And he's he's got some good athleticism for what it's worth. I think catcher he wants to be an all star catcher. He recently I forget he talked to somebody maybe it was the athletic um, and kind of discussed how badly he wants to remain a catcher. He loves the grind of being a catcher. He loves the physicality of it, the nature of it, and he loves just everything about the competitive spirit. 
um, which is what you want to see. Like he's he's the epitome of a Yankee. You love to see it. But he also translates well because he's a lefty, and he hit a ton of home runs last year for Somerset. Right? Um, he hit 261 with a 360 OBP, 12 homers, and 43 RBIs last year over 55 games in Double A. Only 55 games. He had 12 homers, guys. In Yankee Stadium, his lefty bat as a catcher. You know, we talk about Jose Trevino, one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, but offensively, he's almost an automatic out for the most part. You know, he gets on base at less than a 30% clip. In the postseason, he's virtually useless as, a, as an offensive piece. Um, if you can get a good, maybe even an average defensive catcher in Wells, especially with the game going more in the robo ump kind of direction and uh, things kind of, I guess, mounting in that respect. Wells offering a great offensive bat from the catcher position changes everything. And you talked about Volpe being the realistic call-up this year. I, I'm going to go in my kind of bold take here is that I think that Austin Wells gets called up late in the season down the stretch just to get some reps because, look, Kyle Higashioka is not the answer. Ben Rortfett is not the answer. Neither of them are good offensive players. Um, Rortfett is an awful uh, offensive player. He's a good defender. That's what he. That's what he, he's known for. Obviously, Trevino is, is really good defender, but we want to make sure he's healthy down the stretch as well. What's the hurt? Like, what's the point in not giving Austin Wells an opportunity? I think it, it can only help him. It can only help this team. And that lefty bat's going to do some damage in Yankee Stadium. What are your thoughts on Austin Wells and the, and the idea that maybe the Yankees call him up late in the year? I think that Austin Wells in two years' time is, I think his value is going to be through the roof. Just because we're getting the implementation of the robo umps, right? So, like, it's tough to say, but a guy like Jose Trevino will be a guy that kind of gets, you know, phased out because framing and that kind of stuff really isn't going to play too much of a factor into the game. Um, and with a guy like Austin Wells, who isn't the greatest defender, greatest defender in the world, but has a great bat, he's going to be so important for that Yankees team. And I think he's going to be a hell of a stick for for years to come at that point. But yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think, I don't see a hurt in bringing him up towards the end of the year. Um, Higgy is, Higgy doesn't have a long-term place on this roster. I think we all know that. We saw Austin Romine as the backup catch for the Yanks for so many years. We knew that he was never going to be the starter, right? And then same thing with Rortvet. I mean, we haven't even seen Rortvet at the big league level. You know, I it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Austin Wells just ended up le- leapfrogging those guys. And, you know, with the offensive impact that he can bring at the highest level, like, again, like I was mentioning before, it's a guy that they just did not want to mention in these trade talks whatsoever. They did not pawn off this guy at all. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see the hurt in bringing him up you know, towards the end of the year. I think it would be a very similar, like, August call-up like we saw last year with the guys. Um, so, yeah, I think as a backup catcher right now, just to get reps in and keep Trevi healthy at this point, I think that would be perfect. And I would, I'm would, i actually really excited to see that bat because that left-handed bat is just another implementation of something that we need in this lineup. We beg, we beg every single goddamn year for left-handed bats. And right now, I think we have, what, one, two on this roster if we include Aaron Hicks. So, yeah, I think, you know, maybe an August call-up would be perfect for him. Maybe works as the backup catcher, and then even in the postseason get it, gets in some pinch hit attempts. Maybe DHs a little bit, so, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, that's just another exciting name that we're going to see. And if not this year, then we will definitely see him next year in 2024. So, yeah, I'm super excited for Austin Wells. I think he's going to be sick. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited about Austin Wells. Now, the third guy we have in mind here is Jason Dominguez, obviously a player we're all very excited about. The Martian, five-tool prospect. He is a monster. His body is already, like, so grown. It's insane that he's just turned 20 years old yesterday. So incredible young talent. We're very excited. And some were surprised that he actually got a spring training invite. But, you know, I'm not surprised at all. He deserves it. The guy's been climbing the system at a ridiculous rate in Hudson Valley last year. He hit 306 with a 397 OBP, six homers, and 22 RBIs in just 40 games. He was dominant. You know, the guy is jumping through hoops at a ridiculous rate. He's in Somerset now. He's probably going to make it to AAA this year. I would not be surprised if he was competing for a starting job come 2024. 
um, you know, at the very least, he'll follow a similar path to Volpe and Peraza and get and get picked up um, or get elevated and promoted next year at some point in the season. So, you know, right now, Dominguez, he's got it all. Like, he is translate, he's translating to every single level he goes to. He's adjusting. He's getting better. He's young. He's got all the tools. He's got athleticism. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got switch hitting capabilities. This is like the – there's a reason the Yankees don't want to move him. There's a, there's a reason they're like, no, Jason Dominguez is off the table. We need this player because he could be a long-term superstar um, if he reaches that potential. Like, when you have players, you know, of course, like prospect hugging, hugging can be a bad thing, and you can get burned by that entire concept. But when you have a player like Dominguez who has every tool, you know, he's got speed, power, he can hit for contact, you know, he can steal bases, he can he can play def- defense at a quality rate, it's good arm. You don't give up on that, you know. If that talent is there, you got to keep it, keep expanding on it. You got to keep developing it and growing it, like feet, like you know, growing a plant. And ultimately, one day it's going to provide fruit. And that guy in Dominguez is superstar caliber. It's just a matter of can he get there. Um, not every player has that quality, you know. Not not every prospect, even some really great. Uh, prospects lack tools in specific areas. Maybe they don't have a great arm from the outfield or the infield. Maybe they don't hit for power. Maybe they don't hit for contact. Maybe they're not that fast. He's got every single one of them. So when you have a player like that, you keep them around, you invest your your assets in them, and you make sure that you protect them. And right now, this opportunity for him in spring is an opportunity for him to show, I'm just about ready to get the call, man. The Yankees have openings in left field and center field next year, you know? Unless they go out and acquire a left fielder, which, you know, is definitely possible to deadline. Harrison Bader's in his final season as well. We're going to talk about another outfielder in a second who's very promising. But, you know, what are your thoughts about the Martian? And do you think that he could get promoted next year? I think this year's too soon. But AAA, it looks destined uh he looks destined to accomplish that this upcoming season. Yeah, it's really hard to, you know, really value, like really put together how much that guy's value is just because he has all five tools and how great he can be and what his potential is on that kind of scale. That That's a guy that is probably going to be the top prospect in all of baseball one day. Like that will probably happen. Just once he puts it all together, he's going to be an absolute stud. And like you said, man, there there are openings in the outfield. You know, there's the, the discussion with the Harrison Bader extension and, you know, the hole in left field per se. We, we're still just not sure what those guys are going to do. So obviously not this year. We're not going to see the Martian this year unfortunately he's still young he's 20 years old he still has to develop he's going to get the triple a which is going to be awesome to see but 2024 I'm looking at that guy and if he takes another big step this year he could be up in the big leagues with the guys and you know it's really he's just another like just freak athlete that we're going to see I remember I I posted a video on the page a couple months ago talking about basically all the all the hype that he had around him it was very like LeBron James-esque and you know how, how people talk about him he's the Martian he's a freak of nature he's a 20 year old kid that is built you know stronger than me for crying out loud I'm 23 years old I'm a washed up athlete but dude like this kid could absolutely do anything and you know the world's kind of at his fingertips right now and I think that he's accomplished everything that we've expected of him so far and I think that he's only going to transcend into those higher levels and just get better and better and better every single year and there will be a spot that opens up for him eventually in this lineup so I think that you know we're obviously not going to see him this year which is unfortunate but I think 2024 2025 I think he'll really start to take over that outfield and I think it, it would be a hell of a combination if we get to see him and Aaron Judge in the same outfield I think that would be so much fun I mean talk about the amount of power that those two guys have combined you, you know if you have stand in my stand scary for the next six years was that contract but Stanton, Judge, and Dominguez together. I mean, look, Stanton's gonna, not going to play the outfield mm. very often defensively, but, man, that is a trio that you dream about, man. That is yeah. a trio of power 
that doesn't come around very often. I wonder where they're going to put Dominguez in the lineup. You know what I mean? If his contact hitting capabilities like remain strong and he gets on base at a nice clip, he was almost on base at a 40% clip in Hudson Valley, as I said before. Where does he even bat? You know, like you have your leadoff man, which is DJ LeMayhew, or, you know, maybe it's maybe it's Anthony Volpe at that point. Um, two, you got Rizzo under contract for two more years, mm-hmm. so maybe he's still there. You got Judge hitting maybe two, or then Rizzo three, rather. And then you got Stanton at four, and then you have Dominguez at five. Good God, man. Like, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. Um, but this outfield, the, the young process we have in this organization are tremendous. The next one we're going to talk about right now is Elijah Dunham. Not many people know about Elijah Dunham or discuss Elijah Dunham because, you know, Dominguez, Volpe, Peraza, these bigger names are just littered, littering the headlines. But Dunham is a really exciting. He's 24 years old, really talented lefty. He can play the outfield. He can play first base. He played 110 games with Somerset last season. He had 248 with a 350 OBP, 17 homers. Keep that in mind, 17 homers, 63 RBIs, and 37 stolen bases. The guy is a freaking athlete. He's a good defender. He's got some serious pop to his bat. You look at lefties in Yankee Stadium, as we continue to mention, they perform better. They hit more home runs. You're looking at a guy that can hit double-digit homers in Yankee Stadium. He's a, he can uh, hit for extra bases. Um, he can steal bases, especially at the next level. They're reducing the base pass by 4.5 inches and increasing the bases to 18 inches in size. So you're looking at... Uh, a player that is kind of like tailor fit for the MLB right now, especially in Yankee Stadium. Now, <clears throat> Dunham could end up being a trade piece, but I'm going to go out on a, on a whim and say, go out on a limb and say that I could see Dominguez being a center fielder for the future and seeing Dunham playing left field and the judge being right field. I could see that happening. Like, not enough people are talking about Dunham <clears throat> as a as a slugger, right? We talk about Dominguez, the raw power that he holds, you know, just the overall talent, the tools. Um, and Ryan, actually, we just posted on the Yankees Fireside Yankees Twitter asking, do you think that D- uh, Dunham should get a chance in the outfield this year? And Ryan actually had a really good tweet. He says, Elijah Dunham's cumulative regular season plus postseason metrics, 115 games. He's at 253 with a 354 OPS, or rather 354 OBP, 451 slugging, 805 OPS, 18 homers, 38 stolen bases. It's a 82.6% success rate um, and a 12.4% walk rate. The guy walks, he gets, he hits for contact, he gets on base, he hits for power, and he's an athlete, man. I mean, this is a kid that we should not be overlooking. What do you think about Elijah Dunham potentially making that jump? Uh, I know he's in double A right now, but this is a great opportunity for him to showcase what he can do at the next level. I would assume that he would start AAA next year. I would assume that if he has a good spring, he'll probably get, get up to AAA. Because so, it's really just an interesting scenario that we have right now. This is a guy that's a corner outfielder, and like you mentioned, he's got all the tools and stuff like that. Guy's got speed, which is awesome. Um, and that's something that this team needs. Oh, and he's a lefty, which this team also needs, because that's all we need is left-handed bats at this point. But, you know, when you look at that left field position right now, we're talking about Rafael Ortega and Willie Calhoun, and, you know, who knows what they're going to do with Aaron Hicks, and maybe it's Oswald Cabrera and that kind of stuff. Stuff. So, but we could run with Elijah Dunham. I think Elijah Dunham would be sick, and it's very similar to Austin Wells. I would not be surprised if he had a good season this year and ended up getting that August call because we're just still not sure what's going to happen with the left field situation. So, kick and hit, man. And if he's a lefty at Yankee Stadium, it's only going to translate over very similar to Wells as well. So, I think that Dunham would be sick, and that you know, really the big three of Dominguez, Judge, and Dunham in the outfield, I think, would be just such an amazing pairing. And like you mentioned, with you know having like a Stanton in that kind of power, like Dunham would be the same way. If that power can translate to to the big leagues, it's going to be the exact same thing. It's just going to be an absolute just slugfest of a lineup. And he's a left-handed bat, so we love this guy absolutely, and I can't wait to see him in the bigs. He's going to be a ton of fun, and. 
he's not a guy that you see on all these prospect boards, right? I don't even think he's in any of the top 100s. He's not on MLB Pipeline's top 100, really, like, nowhere, not even on Baseball America. So it's really interesting. I think he's going to see an uptick in that kind of value this year because more eyes will be on him because he'll be in AAA and that kind of stuff. And like you mentioned, all the eyes are on, you know, the Volpe and Dominguez and Wells and that kind of stuff. This is a guy that will probably take a big jump this year and will probably have a chance to make the big league club, you know, come 2024. It's really exciting. It absolutely is. And, and the thing is, he feels like he's tailor-made to be a Yankee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got the athleticism. He's got, like you said, we keep saying this, lefty bat, Yankee Stadium. He had 17 homers last year uh, in 110 games. The guy can slug. And 37 stolen bases, guys, I mean, that's ridiculous. He's he's an 83, about an 83% success rate. And they're making a lot more aggressive in that sense um, in baseball now to, to kind of promote a more offensive game. The guy can hit for contact. He, he can steal bases. He can hit for power. He's a good defender. He's a tremendous athlete. I mean, you might be looking at your starting left fielder for the future in Elijah Dunham. And look, a lot of players skip AAA. A lot of players make that jump. I don't think he's going to skip AAA. But, you know, we talk about realistic guys getting an opportunity this year. I would not be surprised if both Wells and um, Elijah Dunham got opportunities later in the season. You know, just kind of supplementing injuries, keeping guys healthy, filling in for some for some uh, you know guys, whatever it might be. There could be a ton of scenarios that unfold, and the Yankees are like, we just need support, and we want to give our young prospects opportunities. The Yankees have um, the playoffs locked up. You know, they have their seed, um, and they know they, they, they've won enough games, whatever it might be. They can give these guys chances and, and live MLB experience and reps to see what they can produce. And maybe they look really good like Oswald Peraza, and then they can flip them into a trade, or they can say, you know what, we saw enough. We really like this guy. We, don't want, we want him to be a starter next year. You know, Peraza's value skyrocketed um, after his 18-game sample size in, mm-hmm. in the MLB last season. You know, he's hitting like 306 with a 40% on base rate, and he showed elite, like, gold-glove-level defense, especially in the ALCS, in a high-leverage moment. They call him into the game, and he's immediately producing on defense at the very least. You know, offense is a little bit more of a, a dangerous game, um, but defensively, he's going to be consistent, and he's going to be a stud, and his value has skyrocketed since then. So, you know, the Yankees could leverage that kind of scenario into um, a trade, but I think that Dunham kind of feels like a perfect fit for the Yankees. I don't know why they would trade him unless they really needed support elsewhere, but I think that they have their future outfield kind of cemented in these youth prospects, so I'm excited they also have Everson Pereira, who we haven't discussed, mm-hmm. um, is another guy I'm excited to see. But, um, guys, I'd love to hear your perspective below. You know, Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, Elijah Dunham, some really, really great young names. And we're going to be keeping an eye on them for you. So as spring training unfolds here, we're going to kind of break down every game for you day by day, what players stood out. You can go check us out on TikTok. Sam's posting some awesome elite-level stuff over there, breaking down some sick uh, videos and some sick players and putting together some really fun stuff to get through the offseason with you guys. Obviously, all of those videos will be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then on the YouTube shorts as well. So appreciate all the love as always. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.